Welcome to Driving the Seabus. I'm your host, Scott McComb. I'm chairman and CEO of a little community bank in Columbus, Ohio called Heartland Bank. My travels really expose me to some very interesting people, entrepreneurs that are world-class people in their own right, but run businesses that are up and coming in the 13th largest city in the country, which is Columbus. Each one of them is is also uh, unique in their own way. Their upbringing is different. Their family life might be different. But ultimately, the one thing that holds us all together as entrepreneurs is hard work and dedication and our love of our people. So that's what we try to do here here on the podcast is figure out what makes these entrepreneurs tick, what makes these areas of Columbus what they are, and how Columbus really became the place that it is today. Well, today uh, on Driving the Sea Bus, we have Zach Woodruff here from the city of Whitehall. Uh, Zach and I have uh, uh, built a really quality relationship over the last several years, and we'll get into that story when the, to when time permits. Uh, but Zach is currently uh, the Director of Development of Public Safety the city of Whitehall, um, focuses efforts on job growth and expansion, negotiating development agreements. Um, you know, he's, it's led to more than $100 million in new private investment in the city of Whitehall. So I don't know if you guys have been out to Whitehall lately, but you know, Whitehall is back. So there's a lot of things going on out there uh, that the community so deserves. And, and really, uh, with the leadership of, of uh, Mayor Kim Maggard and, and other folks uh, there, along with Zach and his team, uh, they've really taken Whitehall to the next level. You know, Whitehall actually is a, a, a place that has um, – you know, about 11,500 jobs now in a five square mile area. So, uh, their schools are all brand new. They have a high quality of education, uh, and, uh, and the community is really coming together. And it's all from, uh, uh, from a lot of things that, uh, the Zach has helped do. You know, from 2008 to 2011, uh, Zach served as uh, the City of Whitehall's Community Affairs Coordinator, and he was responsible for overseeing the city's grant portfolio. Uh, requiring research, uh, requiring the research and administration of nearly $14 million in federal and state local grants uh, in 2012. Um, he also uh, continued as the uh, Director of Economic and Community Development, initiating and executing economic strategies and policies and uh, making major efforts to add and retain over 1,500 jobs in the community. Um, so uh, he also serves on the Board of Directors of the Mid-Ohio Development Exchange, the Pride of Whitehall, the Whitehall Community Improvement Corporation, and Ground Level Solutions, Inc. Uh, he was born and raised in Whitehall, currently resides in Pickerington with his wife and three children. Please help me welcome Zach Woodruff. Zach, Thanks, welcome Scott. to the I, podcast. Well, I really appreciate you having me on today. My pleasure. Hey, uh, you know, tell me just a little bit about Zach. I mean, uh, you got three kids. Uh, I follow you on Facebook. I see that you are uh, doing a lot of things uh, with your kids all the time. Uh, you can't deny them. They look exactly like you. Uh, tell me about being a father and what life is like in Pickerington, Ohio. Sure. So, well, thanks for, again, thanks for having me on. Um, so, as you mentioned, uh, married uh, to my beautiful wife, Jessica, for 11 years. Uh, actually just celebrated our anniversary here recently uh, and have three kids, uh, nine, seven, and three. Um, 
uh, going from two kids to three kids is always interesting. Uh, going from man-to-man defense to zone uh, has been uh, an experience. But uh, trying to accomplish, you know, the the work-life balance, and so really trying to put an emphasis on, you know, being home, being present, uh, and being active with the kids. So coaching little league, I just got done coaching flag football uh, for my middle son, which is uh, an interesting experience. Uh, and live in Pickerington uh, reminds me a lot of you know growing up in Whitehall because I'm from Whitehall originally, uh, and so grew up in Whitehall. Attended Ohio State University, uh, graduated from the there. Ohio State, the Ohio State University, uh, and uh, have spent the last uh, almost twenty years uh, in some um, level of uh, uh, public service with with the city. Started on city council when I was twenty, uh, and. Uh, worked my way up to being the chair of the finance committee at 23 and then went to work in the in the administration uh, in 2008. So have uh, kind of uh, I'm now the with the exception of one other person, uh, the most senior person in leadership with the city. Is that some sort of record? 20 years old being a city council person? Surely, surely that's got to be. Well, like up there with the youngest in Ohio. I would yeah, think. I mean, so for a while I was. Um, there are a couple other folks that have uh, done similar things. Uh, there's a gentleman who's on Dublin City School Board. Or Dublin School Board. Uh, there was another Pickerington uh, council person uh, who was about my age. But it, it's definitely not the norm to see somebody who's a, a sophomore in college at, at the Ohio State University be uh, be on city council. So what was that like? I mean, when you were. When you were there, I mean, surely that you had some barriers to break through. I mean, people may have thought, oh, you know, Zachy, this is how we do it here at the city. I mean, because you were still, you know, pretty young, right? I mean, pretty yeah. young and experienced. I mean, what, what was that like inter- interacting with the other council people that may have been there for decades, if not years? So it, it was interesting. Um I think part of the reason uh, originally I got appointed to council was I spoke for a completely different generation, um, and my emphasis was to speak for young people to try to make Whitehall more of a of a place, a destination that young people would want to move to or um, to to work in or those kind of things. Um, I spent uh, the first two years just really trying to kind of sit back and listen and learn. Um, you know, uh, former mayor, John Wolf told me, just take the first year and get your toes wet. Um, and so, you know, learning from my colleagues on council and, and sharing insight as to a different perspective. But I think they realized very early on that, you know, I was someone who could, you know, quickly, uh, acclimate, uh, to any situation could learn. Um, even if I wasn't a homeowner, certainly understood what home owning meant and what it looked like in the challenges. Um, and so, you know, my work ethic, I think, showed them very early on. That's why, you know, my colleagues selected me as chairman of the finance committee, you know, three years later um, to help manage the city's at that time, you know, $20 million budget and worked with then uh, auditor Kim Maggard to develop long term financial policies and investment strategies and all those things. So um, it, it was interesting because I was, you know, working at the time at uh, the family video in Whitehall. Uh, going to school full time and then was on city council. So, you know, I would get up most days at five to be ready for class down down on campus at seven. Would do class from seven to eleven uh, in the morning, and then would work usually from 
3 to 11 and then study from 11 to 2 and do the whole rat race over did that usually 5 6 days a week um and so but my schedule allowed it allowed the flexibility so that I could meet with residents or I could attend meetings or um you know I could be involved in you know not just in the evenings um because as I've you know as I got older and and had a full-time job and and got married what was interesting uh was then, you know, with a full-time job, then you're really, okay, I can do a meeting at four o'clock. I can do a meeting at six o'clock. It, you know, when I was on council and in college, it was a lot easier for me to say, no, I can be there at 11 o'clock. Um, and so it was a, a unique experience that, um, you know, some of the uh, traditional college experiences I didn't have um, uh, because I was on city council and an elected official, so took that very seriously. Um and so I remember uh, Judge Julie Lynch was our city attorney when I got appointed, and she said that, uh, and it stuck with me, I had to live every day as if Channel 4 was over my shoulder with their camera. Um, and so had to real quickly grow up and take that additional responsibility on. Gotcha. Now, do, do, what, you know, what made you think that you wanted to be, or what was your major in college? My major was criminal justice. Criminal justice. Okay. So we kind of have the same major. Mine was criminology. Yeah, at the Ohio State University. Yeah, after uh, a failed attempt at uh, English broadcasting and education. So, so I was a I went to Ohio Dominican uh, my freshman year and thought I was going to be a teacher, uh, and uh, realized very quickly that was not going to be my path. Uh, transferred to the Ohio State University, uh, where fortunately they decided to take a second chance on me after my first quarter, um, where I got a whiff. Uh, withdrawal incomplete, fail, fail. So not the strongest first quarter uh, at Ohio State. I majored in high street at Ohio yeah. State. I was pretty good at that. Well, by the time I they got don't there, give a certificate for that. Though. Well, by the time I got there, they had uh, discontinued that degree because that's when they, you know, the before campus uh, gateway was all built, but they had torn down everything. All the good places. All the good places. Yeah, right, so right. Uh, Panini's, you know, South High was gone, and and all those good places. But um, so when I got appointed to council and transferred to Ohio State. Um, I didn't want a poli sci degree um, because I thought, well, I'm I'm living that experience. Let's get something else. So I did criminal justice and a focus in sociology. Uh, so I took sociology of almost every single area you can of the family, of the justice system, of marriage, of sports, of everything. Um, and growing up in Whitehall, um, I didn't. My competitive outlet was politics because uh, I'm bad at sports. I try real hard, but not real good. I jump and get closer to the ground. And so, you know, working to um, improve my community was my kind of outlet. Uh, and that's still the focus I take today. It's nice when you can go talk to residents and they'll say, oh, well, you don't live in Whitehall. I'm like, well, that's true, but I spent 25 years living here. Um, and this is my town, too. And so that's, you know, from, you know, I, I wrote a letter when I was a freshman at Ohio Dominican um, as an English project, you had to write a letter to a group where um, you want you were advocating a change. Well, all the other kids in the class were writing, "I want a skate park here." Or, can Taco Bell open? Uh, can they be later hours over here? And mine was, "Hey, Whitehall City Council, we should change term limits." I was 19 years old and writing about term limits in Whitehall. That was the social change I wanted to see, and so that's you know that's part of just been in my DNA about wanting to to make Whitehall 
um, you know, a, a better place for families, for people working there, for people wanting to visit there, driving through there. I mean, whatever it is, it's just kind of been in my DNA since I was young. And that's just been a natural progression then uh, from that having that burning desire to change your hometown to now becoming a development director. That's how it all started? Yeah, that's how it all started. Wow. And I just that's, kept that's missing neat. meetings, and they kept appointing me to things. So, <laughs> Yeah, never missed a meeting I've if you never, don't want a responsibility. I've that's never sure. missed a meeting since. That's right. But no, it, that's, it, it's been that, that progression. So I've gone from you know, working as the community liaison, community affairs coordinator that you mentioned earlier, and doing grants and outreach and human services conduit to deputy development director, to then leading our development efforts. And then when the mayor um, merged the building department and service department and development all into one so that our public service side had the same customer-centric mentality that you see typically in development, um, that, yeah, we can have processes, but let's, let's tailor them to our customers. So if our customers come to City Hall – if the heaviest flux of them happens between noon and three, well, let's staff that appropriately. Or if 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 inspections are occurring at such time, well, let's staff that appropriately. Let's make that process easier for residents, for business customers. And that's been a, a, a real emphasis of, of mine over the last four years as public service director. So you're you're attempting to apply common sense to the municipal sector. Yes. Which is uh, you know, sometimes something that you don't see everywhere um you do see it in certain places right i mean we're talking about the effectiveness of the government right and so we're the government we're we, that's not what the podcast is about but we could have like five more series of podcasts on effectiveness of government right um or the ineffectiveness of government but the fact of the matter is the way you guys are talking about customers instead of citizens and, and that's a that's a a conscious you know, that's a conscious reality that you guys have created, right, in the city mm-hmm. of Whitehall and under, under your direction, that we, we really need to be competitive as a city. And how we get competitive is to maybe act like we're private sector folks, right, instead of a, a public sector. I think that's exactly right. That comes from um, our mayor, Kim Maggard, um, and that is the the vision she has set, the focus she has set. So all of her departments, I think, act that way. I have always viewed our job as people in central Ohio have a choice on where to live, where to place a business, where to grow a business, where to make investments. They have those choices no different than someone has a choice on where to buy a shirt. And so when you, I think, start to look at how do I tailor my public service to maximize uh, the effectiveness to the customer? I think that is that is a, a mindset that we've used um, since mayor since Kim Magger became mayor in 2012. So what? Tell me, um, Kim is a an amazing person. She really is uh, a mayor Maggard. Mm-hmm. She's um, uh, you know I remember the first time I met her. Uh, she was uh, you know she had uh, she was running I think for the maybe the maybe the first time mm-hmm. she might have been running for mayor and. Um, uh, but I, it, she just really struck me as somebody that was sincere, uh, brutally honest. Um, if you didn't know, if you didn't want to know what she thought, you shouldn't ask her. Uh, I mean, just really upfront. And this is what we need to do in the city, and this is why I'm doing this. And and she's really just stuck to her knitting and 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 continued to perform, you know, well uh, in that role. And she's surrounded herself with quality people and and built out a great team and. 
you know, so hats off to, to the mayor there. She's done an excellent job. And obviously, uh, you know, you guys have a great working relationship. Yeah, we do. And it's been nice because her and I have have worked together uh, almost my entire career in Whitehall, first as auditor and now as mayor. Um, and, and you're correct. If you don't want to know what she's thinking, don't ask, um, because otherwise she'll tell you. Um, I remember very early in her first admi- in her first term, uh, we were in her office and she said, Zach, we're going to take the sacred cows out and shoot them. Uh, we're going to embrace tradition, but we're not going to be beholden to things that no longer work. There were a lot of things that we did in Whitehall um, that had worked in the 80s and maybe worked in the 90s, but certainly weren't working in 2012. And so we weren't going to be scared um, to make different choices and to put Whitehall on a different path. Um, you know, she is very active in the Central Ohio community. She's chairperson of the Morpsey Policy Roundtable. Um, she chairs uh, the Central Ohio Mayor and Managers Association uh, here locally. And so when you have someone who is able to take and understand kind of best practices outside of Whitehall and then apply them to Whitehall. You know, a great example, uh, our police chief, Mike Crispin, is the first external candidate for chief that Whitehall's ever hired in its history. We always hired internal candidates. And she said, well, does that guarantee us the best candidate? Well, it doesn't. And so she hired someone from outside through the competitive process. And the results of that have been dynamic. You know, since the new police chief came in, they've implemented a new strategic plan at the end of 2016. And since that time, violent crime in Whitehall has dropped 36 percent. Robberies and burglaries have been cut in half. Uh, And, you know, we're really on a positive uh, trajectory as it relates to public safety. Oh, yeah. Did they also get a national award for for first responders and and things uh – yeah, uh, from the Department of uh, I forget which, uh, which Department of Public was. Safety. That was uh, a joint award for uh, between police and fire, uh, and and in part dealt with uh, our response to the opioid crisis. Again, another innovative uh, approach to that. You're born right in Whitehall. Yes, nationally recognized. Absolutely. So um, the the mayor um, truly believes in um, a holistic approach as it relates to the opioid crisis. You have to um, you have to hold the drug dealers accountable, but also work to help the addict. And so um, on the public safety side, on the police side, she uh, instituted, had the police department institute a, a drug task force at the end of 2015. Since that time, they've seized over $3 million worth of illegal drugs, cash and weapons um, and have made hundreds of arrests um, of drug dealers. At the same time, our division of fire uh, through a grant uh, through Franklin County and through the federal government, instituted an opioid uh, crisis grant program that uh, does a number of things. The most significant is uh, we opened up our fire station as a safe station for anyone that was addicted to uh, to heroin and wanted to get clean. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anyone can show up to the Whitehall Division of Fire um, after a five-minute wellness check. Uh, they can then be transported to uh, a detox facility. Usually it's Mary Haven. And in the first six months, Scott, we transported over 400 people. And those 400 people have a 52% success rate getting through detox and some level of residential stay. The national average is 14%. We're one of the first communities in the region to distribute Narcan. 
We're one of the first communities in the nation to distribute fentanyl test strips because we know that just for smoking, as an example, it takes the average smoker seven times before they're actually able to kick the habit. I can't imagine how much more difficult it would be being hooked on heroin. And so we we are making sure that those uh, those those users, those abusers can get to the seventh time where they really are able to kick the habit. And so, you know, we've had the United States Surgeon General, we've had, you know, Senator Portman, you know, hold roundtable conversations about the heroin epidemic, you know, at Whitehall because it's it is a national model. And, and you know, that's again, that that comes from that leadership from the top with Mayor Maggard saying, OK, what's the problem and what are the innovative solutions that we can implement? Maybe they're implemented in the region. Maybe they're implemented in you know, in, in New England somewhere. Maybe they're implemented somewhere out west. But how can we find or create the best model that helps our customers? It's called the WHO, right? The WHO program. Whitehall Help for Overdosers. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, that's how we're going to, you know, affect those kind of problems in our communities is to create programs for intervention. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, locking people up, you know, generally doesn't uh, – uh, do the trick and anymore they just let them go anymore you know right. they, they uh, uh, but uh, getting them help is uh, the most important thing now so the, the so we've got the uh, uh, public safeties uh, is uh, is an up-and-coming thing and, and doing very very well I, I know we added uh, in Whitehall they added four canine units uh, they've really been they've added officers they I mean this is all part of the strategic plan yeah. that you've helped create in Whitehall to to bring Whitehall back and um, and so you, you and your team should be commended on on uh, the things that you've done, and that's what attracted Heartland to, you know, frankly, to Whitehall's uh, that long term vision. Um, you know, you shared that with me before half of it was even true, and I believed you. And thank goodness because uh, we're there and we're doing well, and the city's doing well. Um, tell me about the economic development aspects uh, of the city and and how you're adding value uh, for the residents there, and and frankly for Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, since we came in in 2012, uh, we've added 2,300 net new jobs. Uh, we've increased revenue uh, 25%, uh, which has added $5.7 million in new annual income to the city. And, and we've done that because we've been aggressive and innovative in our approach to economic development, uh, just like public safety. Um, and so, you know, our, our meeting, uh, you know, in 2015 – uh, to start getting this ball rolling, um, you know, we we're really excited about where things are going. We've been, you know, very successful uh, in our development efforts. You know, not only you know with your new corporate uh, campus there on on Hamilton Road, but you know also with the Wasser's Drum Company and Right Rug Flooring's headquarters, and um, increasing our our number of small businesses in the last three years alone. Uh, we've had 150 new businesses open in Whitehall. Um, and so, you know, trying to, uh, our staff tries to work with not only large, not only large businesses, but we have a, a key point person on our staff that deals with those small, uh, and startup companies, um, to try to make sure that our code and our process and whatnot isn't being too restrictive and allowing them to breathe, uh, so they can thrive in Whitehall. And so you're seeing, you know, the the word of mouth, I think, is getting out about Whitehall and our ability to be innovative. Um, our we, we changed our zoning process. So now we can we can get people rezoned, a property rezoned in Whitehall and through city council 
um, for all the approvals in under nine weeks. Um, our commercial plan review, uh, and you know this, time is money. So our commercial plan review from time from submitting plans to issuing building permits, uh, we're averaging eight days. Um, and we're doing that because, again, our customers have said these are the important places. These are the places where uh, we need to move uh, to make a difference. All those projects, I mean, I, know, I just know our experience uh, in dealing with the city of Whitehall. It was just, yes, how can we help? You know, it, you weren't a barrier at all. You know, so it's very, very easy to deal with. Um, <clears throat> you don't find that everywhere with uh, dealing with municipalities, with rezoning and such and so forth. So, I mean, you guys are really a kind of a can-do shop, right? I mean, so uh, you, you meet people, you try to create that relationship, and then it's how can we help you be successful in our city? And uh, that, that kind of attitude, I think, just uh, moves mountains. Now, you've got a couple really large developments going on. I mean, and then when, I did want to touch also real quick on Parks and Rec and what's going on uh, for the city, um, you know, that you guys are, are doing for the residents of the city. But you have um, Norton Crossing, which is a, uh, uh, what, 30-some acre development? So that, that Norton Crossing is the uh, 25 acres at the southwest corner of Broad and Hamilton. Right, and that's being developed by uh, that is uh, Continental and Frank Cass. Right, so I remember when I met with Frank, uh, when I was talking to him, he wanted to build our corporate center, and we were uh, having a drink at the athletic club. And Frank's a great guy, great, uh, you know, uh, icon here in, in mm-hmm. Columbus and in the, throughout the Midwest. And uh, of course, he wanted to not only build our building but fill it full of furniture, right? Because he's right. he's got all those angles covered. Um, and he said, "Where are you going to build at?" And I said, "Whitehall." And he says. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, Whitehall? Why are you going to go to Whitehall? And I said, oh, Frank, I said, there's all kinds of stuff happening in Whitehall. It's kind of funny that that he chuckled at one point, and now he's building on the quarter uh, there. Right. A giant development. Exactly. So, I mean, when you were talking to Frank was, you know, at the very beginning of 16, and we selected Continental and Frank Cass at the end of 16. Um, So the city acquired a 272-unit apartment complex that was on 18 acres, um, was a, was a public nuisance. And so the city stepped up and said, okay, well, we're going to buy it and we're going to change the future, uh, for that corner. And so we bought it and closed on it middle of 16, put out an RFQ, spoke with Frank a number of times, ultimately knew that Frank would be a great champion for us, uh, in the marketplace. And at that corner, he's obviously known for quality and for, you know, committing to and sticking with and completing, you know, what he says he's going to do. Yep. So Norton Crossing is a $50 million uh, mixed-use project. Uh, it'll feature 360 upscale residential units. Uh, it'll feature a one-and-a-half-acre public park. Uh, and probably, uh, when it's all phased out, probably 80,000 square feet of, of commercial, um, including retail and restaurants. Um, and, uh, and we're really excited. So, you know, it started with the 17 acres, and then the city or Continental acquired um, all of the adjacencies uh, to those original 17 acres, and, and now it's 25 acres, and they're currently digging and digging footers and pouring concrete. So we're really excited about it, and, and that opened the door. Um, you know, you talk about being innovative. Again, Mayor Maggard not being afraid to take risk, um, you know, smart risk, but but not, you know, wanting to sit back and just let the private sector do it, knowing that we could help drive some of that development. So, uh, this past uh, January, after a, an 11-year-long 
public nuisance case in Franklin County Environmental Court. Um, the city acquired another 35 acres on the northeast corner um, that currently has 154 buildings and 317 condos on it. And, uh, and we're in the process of transitioning uh, that complex to uh, empty. And then we'll, uh, here in the next 60 days, put out an RFQ for that site as well. But um, those 35 acres, along with the, the 15 acres of the former Golf Dome property, um, that we have uh, an RFQ that will go out um, sometime in July. Um, that will mean 75 acres at Broad and Hamilton, um, which is one of Central Ohio's most important intersections. But 75 acres that potentially could have, you know, a thousand residential units and half a million square feet of commercial and four acre, five acres of public green space and a pedestrian orientation and you know, allow the city to also start to really move the needle on some of the larger conversations in central Ohio as it relates to how do we integrate public transit? How do we how do we address affordable housing, um, which is an area that Mayor Maggard's been a leader in since she became mayor. Um, but it'll, it, it really sets up these amazing this amazing opportunity. We haven't had 75 acres at Broad and Hamilton to, to develop in probably 75 years. Well, I mean, where is there 75 acres inside of 270 to develop anywhere in Franklin County? Uh, I, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I don't think there's another piece. And you got to mention, also, we have a $100 million investment going on in Mount Carmel, which is really just across the river. Right. Uh, super close. And, um, uh, and of course, east, the whole East Broad Street corridor is just really busting as well. So you, you sit right strategically between Bexley and downtown and, and the near east side. Um, and uh, so all of that development is just going to be a game changer for the city as well. I mean, not to mention all the other things that, that you have uh, accomplished in your, in your uh, what, how many years has it been now? 11 years or? or 11 years yeah. as in development, yeah. yeah. So 11 years. Uh, it's, it's wonderful, Zach. I mean, you should really be proud of of uh, your accomplishments and the and the team's accomplishments over those times. Well, thanks. It, it's it's um, my dad. Uh, my so where I grew up is eighteen houses down uh, from City Hall, and so uh, it, my dad uh, always makes sure to to call or text me uh, things in Whitehall that he either thinks we're doing great or that we need to improve. So uh, I joke with my with, with our team that I I have almost two bosses the the mayor and my dad uh, to make sure we're doing the right things. But, you know, every every economic development project we put forward, every redevelopment, every business, all that's doing is adding revenue to the bottom line um, for the city. And that revenue has allowed us to make the investments in public safety. It's allowed us to make significant investment in our parks and recreation. And that's an area that um, I couldn't be happier for. Um, you know, we have a, a new parks director, newer, um, she's been with us now two years, so I probably have to stop saying newer, um, but Shannon Sorrell is our parks yep, director. Shannon, yep. Um, we were she fortunate, we were fortunate to steal her from Gehanna. She has done incredible things. Um, so we are in the midst of, of, um, investing almost $10 million into our park system. So we've added 25 new acres of parkland. Uh, we're creating a new standalone dog park. Um, we've increased our park programming. Uh, we're transforming Whitehall Community Park into what will end up being about an 80-acre nature park with connectivity to Big Walnut Creek, with acres of, of wildflowers and meadows. And then the most uh, important thing that the Parks Department is doing right now 
is they are transforming uh, what was a underutilized activity building in community park, you know, in the shadow of your building um, and a partnership with the YMCA of Central Ohio into a 25,000 square foot um, Whitehall Community Park YMCA facility. And this facility is not your standard YMCA swim and gym kind of building. This is much more of a programmatic center, one that focuses on how do we improve the lives of our residents and our and our employees that work in the city. Um, so how do we do financial literacy and how do we do life skills and job skills and, and how do we do ESL and how do we do cooking classes? And so it'll have a fitness center, you know, just like you would find at any other Y. It'll have an instructional kitchen. Um, it'll have a really robust after school and youth program um, shop that it, we're really excited about. We've partnered with our school district. So middle school kids are going to get bused after school to the YMCA. Um, and so we really believe that this will be a hub um, for uh, for the city, and we couldn't be happier with the direction that Shannon Sorrell is taking our parks because she has really been a catalyst in that department. Yeah, that why I'm super excited about that. Of course, it's right next door to to our corporate center, and uh, but they're going to have a music room where kids can can experiment with different instruments and things like that. They're going to have a media room where where they can uh, do social, you know, not, not just social media, but different kinds of media, podcasting, all kinds of different things that they can do in there. And, and, and that, so, the, and you know, that process that you guys went through to develop what the programs would be at the Y and how the Y was going to be built out was was phenomenal. I mean, I, I participated in those roundtable discussions myself. And, you know, you guys just, it, it was just, you really just delivered. I mean, people ask and you delivered, and and that's uh, there wasn't some preconceived notion of what this was going to be. It's hey, what's the community want? What are the needs we have? And and most of it revolved around youth development, and uh, that really lights a fire in me because that's what we're all about at Heartland is uh, youth development. We really feel that you know uh, those opportunities that you can provide for young people in their formable years really make them who they are, and 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 can and can help them over uh, overcome obstacles that are put in front of them so so uh, we're really excited to see all that programming happen as well congratulations uh, zach on everything that's happened to the city of whitehall uh to the whitehall team uh, parks and rec the police and fire division uh this things couldn't be better in the city i think it's uh uh, been a renaissance uh and still coming so uh we're no uh, by no means uh, anywhere uh, near done that's for sure. Any final thoughts you have today that you well, want to share? It's funny you mention that because I think you're exactly right. I think we are at the the end of the beginning. And so I used to have a city attorney that we did our first development project, and he said, well, kid, um, you've, you've, you've tackled all the low-hanging fruit. What are you going to do next? And I said, well, I'm going to buy a ladder. And then everything's low-hanging fruit. I mean, we're really excited. And, and the thing that gets me, my juices going is – no matter what area is important to you, recreation, our parks, economic development, public safety, whatever it is, we're making significant strides because it's not just one thing. It's nine things or seven things or four things or six things. And so when you when you look at it, you know, the mayor says a lot that, you know, improving a community, community development is much, much more of a Rubik's Cube than it is checkers. And so we're really getting all of those pieces uh, to play and to, to work collaboratively. And, um, and again, a lot of that goes back to getting businesses like Heartland Bank to see the vision and to buy in and, and to be such great partners uh, in, our, in our redevelopment. 
Uh, it's been been our pleasure indeed. So, Zach, hey, thanks for coming on the C-Bus uh, and driving the bus here in Central Ohio uh, through making Whitehall uh, a better place to live, work, and play. So thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Scott.